There is an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation mm-hmm. with Majel Barrett. Major Barrett? Majel Barrett. Majel Barrett? Yeah, she was married to Gene Roddenberry. She does the voice of the computer on the original series, TNG, oh. DS9, and Voyager. Oh, so the one that was also the founder, right? No, 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 that's a different lady. Oh, okay. She played Nurse Chapel on the original series, mm-hmm. but in TNG, Majel plays the mom of Deanna Troy, the ship's counselor. Did she also play um, Kai Wynn? No, okay. that's Louise Fletcher, who's a oh. great actress. Oh, oh okay, okay. Also, I mean, everybody knows this, but I have to bring it up again because I love it. She played one of the best villains on TV and in film because she also plays Nurse Ratchet, Nurse Ratchet yep. in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yep. But anyways, in the TNG episode, she falls in love with a man. Mm-hmm. And they're having a great relationship. Everything's going well. He's from an alien planet, but, you know, they're cool with the Federation and everything. So there's so no... There's nothing, nothing to see there. Yeah. Except what... what Roxanne, I think, is her character's name. Yeah. What she doesn't know is the culture on this planet, when somebody turns 60, yeah. they're put to death. Oh, wow. And this guy is about to have his 60th birthday. Uh-oh. Now, why do I bring this up yeah. in reference to what we're doing? Yeah. At one point during the episode, right before she finds out, she says, I'm old. Then there's a pause and she says, no, that's fishing for a compliment. I say that and you're supposed to say I'm not old. <laughs> right before we started doing this, yeah. you're like, you smell good, bubs. And I'm like, oh, thanks, babes. And before anything else could come out of my mouth, you're like, what about me? Well, I was curious. No, you smell good, babes. Thank you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to, I was just curious. Bubs. You do smell good. Thank you. Yes, I love you. I love you. You always smell good, by the way. Oh, thank you. I don't even know what you put on. You say you don't put on cologne, but I don't know what it is. It smells really good. I put on a fair amount of aloe vera, and I'm going to put on some sunscreen. I have my big hat, but that can get a little bit bulky, and where am I going to put it? But then I remembered I keep... The SPF 100 sunscreen yep. in my backpack. Uh-huh. And it's in there right now, so I could just put that on today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to lather it up a couple times. Cool. Before we head out. Very good. To the Indian restaurant. Yeah, I, I am excited. I um, I really hope it goes smoothly with, uh, you know, people trying to find us because I called the restaurant a couple days ago and they do not reserve tables. And it's probably because it's a buffet style. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's what it is because if it was a diner, that would be different. But I don't, I didn't know that. So um, that's okay. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm excited as well. It's no secret that Indian food is either my favorite or second favorite um, food to eat, right? Like it's close between that and Mexican food. I don't know what my favorite food is because there's so many that I like, especially if it's Filipino food and mm. good Filipino food. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the stuff that families make and my family especially. So I don't know what it, I don't know. I mean, I love American food. I love Filipino food. I love Italian food and Greek food and Mexican food and um, like South American food because I've tried that too and 
um, and Indian food too. So I don't know what my favorite food is. I just like all different kinds of food. So I don't know. Just like I can't really decide what my favorite music genre is. I hear you. And with American food, I almost don't even think to put it in as a category because I just grow up, grew up, grew up with the food, yeah. eating it all the time. So it's yeah. kind of like in its own separate thing. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, I, you know, I was very Americanized, but I also um, come from Filipino roots. And a lot of the food that I grew up with was my family's food. So I don't know. I do workouts now with mm -hmm. a friend of mine who I've known for several years. Yeah. And he's Indian. Yeah. We were talking on the phone yesterday and he's like, what do you have planned for this weekend, Rick? And I told him about the Indian restaurant. He's like, oh, really? Well, could I come? <laughs> you have to fly over here just to go. He lives in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, no, you know, Alana's putting together the invite list and I'd really have to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> he well, started laughing. Uh, yeah, I would have to know like a couple weeks in advance. Yes. Maybe. Or even a month in advance because he has to prepare for that. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I would have gladly invited him, but <laughs> no, I, uh, you know. Did I tell you that he might be coming out here soon? When? Well, it's not for certain, but he applied to get a guide dog. Oh, really? And, yeah, but he applied at a couple of different places. Okay. Hence the term might. So, did he apply to Guide Dogs for the Blind in California and Boring, Oregon? Yes. Oh, okay. I hope he has to come out here because I'd love to see this guy. Yeah, it'd be nice to see him again. I only saw him briefly that one day. Yeah, and he's a great person. Yeah. Yes. One of the few happy people I know there, little j <laughs> Unless he's faking it, in which case there's no hope for him. I, I don't think he's faking it. You know, you can just tell... A person if they're really fake or if they're actually genuine. And no, he seems very think. genuine. And I've known him for such a long time I, and spent a lot of nights yeah. with him. We used to be roommates, so. We, I mean, I didn't get the sense that he was pretending to like you or pretending to um, be happy to meet me. I, I, I didn't well, get this. I don't get that sense. I guess I was joking because sometimes people pretend that they're happy. Yeah. And then you find out later that they were super depressed. It, yeah, exactly. And you can tell that. Not always. Well, maybe not always because some pe you're right, because some people look on the outside like they've got it together and nothing bothers them. But I respect a person if they're basically happy, but they also have some problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I have more respect for those people than people that just like, oh, I'm so happy all the time. <laughs> and I get that that looks really fake. I mean, the one girl um, I told you about that has a a, um, a daughter and a, and a grandkid, I, I think at 35 it was. Mm -hmm. um, my uh, my. My on again, off again boyfriend at the time was saying, "Oh, she's so fake. I don't, I don't know what it is. Like she reminds me of Pam, Pamela Anderson, and Pamela Anderson seems really fake to me." And I said, "I didn't get the sense that she was, but I can understand why he would think that." Interesting. Yeah, like he's like, "Oh, she just seems so happy, but she's like, it just seems so fake to me." And I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting." I thought she was really nice. So nice, in fact, that I thought that she was the uh, was a waitress at Red Robin. <laughs> Did I tell you that story? No. Okay, so a bunch of us go to Red Robin, 
And I seriously thought that this girl was a waitress because she said, oh, here, would you like a burger? And she just went and got me a burger. Wow. And and whatever I wanted. And I'm thinking, does she work here? And, and she didn't work here. She actually uh, um, got me a meal. So this is the first time you met this lady? Yes, it was. What year are we talking? Uh, 2005. So okay. I, was, I was about uh, 25 at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, a young, a young 25 uh, year old person. So, and, and you're like, hee hee, I'm going to give you a kip. <laughs> no, no, I just, uh, I, I was just eating with a group of people and she said, oh, hi, would you like a, would you like to get, like me to get you a burger? I'm like, nice. All right. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to have anybody give me a meal, but, uh, she was a really nice lady and she, she did. She what? got me a was this some of your crew from the chat line? Yes, it was. Okay, gotcha. Yes, it was actually. And um, she was one of those girls that a lot of guys thought was really, really pretty. Mm. Um, I mean, that's what I hear. Uh, and she and I thought she was really nice, but I I guess I didn't get the sense that she was fake, but my, my ex did. I'm still surprised that I knew nothing about the chat line world before meeting you. Because it's not like I didn't know any blind people. I went to a blindness training center yeah. and briefly taught at one. So Oh oh yeah, there there are I mean, what 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 should I call it? I'm pretty sure there is a chat line community of blind people that are on chat lines a lot. Yeah, that's what and, I was going to say because yeah. you told me that you met a lot of other blind people in the chat line. So it strikes yeah. me as strange that it just wasn't a known thing to me because of how many people I know in the community. Yeah, but I wasn't like so caught up in it that I knew like several chat lines in several states. No, I wasn't. I was not a uh, famous chat line person at all by any means. But um, yeah, I've I've met I've talked to quite a number of people that are blind that are on the same chat line or I've been on other chat lines. Um, so yeah, there's like a there's like a chat line community of blind people, I'm pretty sure. Are there chat line celebrities? I the only ones that I can think of are the ones on Clubhouse. But that's about it. Oh really? But in just like the leg regular chat line, there's nobody who you're like, oh, this person reached out to me and they're, you know, really famous on these lines. Uh, I guess you could say they're they're kind of either famous or I guess the word would be infamous mm. because there is a guy that I have messaged. I never met this guy because he sounds really creepy, but he has a kind of a rap sheet because he was in prison for a little bit before that. He was a DJ for a time. Oh, wow. Uh, but I think it was for a brief time. So he wasn't like Green Lantern or anything. Green Lantern? That was Eminem's DJ. Uh, no, 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 no. No, I'm talking about a DJ on a radio station. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Not a DJ at the turntables. Nice. Okay. Not a, not a one, not the ones that make, um, mixes for parties or anything like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to give him, I'm not going to give out his chat line name or alias because that's not important. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he was infamous on certain chat lines everybody knew who he was everybody kind of thought he was creepy but the one thing i'll give him props for is that he does tell it like it is and whether you like him or not you could agree with him or not but he doesn't uh, mince words nice kind of like me 
Yeah, except uh, you're a little, you're nicer about it. Very good. You can actually, you know how to filter yourself and he doesn't. Mm. And there are things that I agreed with him on and there are things that I didn't agree with him on. But um, never met him in person, never got his contact info. I didn't want to. I thought he had a very uh, sordid past, it seemed like. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's known in chat line circles, apparently. Nice. But that's as far as I'm going to say. Yeah. On Clubhouse, there are certain people who I looked up to, one of which I or whom I got to have like a real conversation with for a couple of hours once. And there are other people. I think I talked to Attilio, the Italian chef, chef once oh, for like a minute. Oh, you did one-on-one? Oh. No, not a one-on-one. Actually, I talked to him a few times in the Wits for Dinner room. Yeah. That Food and Beverage magazine used to host, but that's gone away for whatever reason. Oh, that was a good room. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Actually, no, was I in that room with you? Was that the one where he's giving a, a lesson on, he, he's giving like a little bit of a lesson on uh, um, balsamic vinegar? We didn't talk. We didn't talk. You know, I know you didn't talk. I know that you didn't talk to him, but we were listening in. Yeah. Was that his... Um, was that a what was that a part of the what's for dinner room? Or no. Was okay. I wasn't in there. He apparently, I believe, is an editor for Food and Beverage magazine. He seems like a very nice man. Yeah, and very intelligent when it comes to cooking. Yeah. Um What room were we in though? Was it was one of the cooking rooms, but he was giving a lesson on balsamic vinegar, and that was just great. That I was on it. one of our virtual dates. It was, and it was in the morning. Mm-hmm. That was super fun. That was. I just thought I I wouldn't even have thought of having balsamic vinegar on my uh, vanilla ice cream, <laughs> but I guess you can do that. And he's saying really high quality. Yeah. That costs like a hundred dollars a bottle. Yes. So not just the kind that you get at the store. No, no. I think he was talking about an imported. Yeah. Apple cider vinegar from Italy. And there was that one lady on stage who also knew a lot about this. Yeah, it was really interesting. I think she was American. Yeah, I tried to follow her, but I couldn't find her in any other rooms. I don't know, remember what her name was. That's she... the issue with Clubhouse Babes is everybody who I thought was cool on the app is gone. It feels like. I hope they come back. I do too. Um, and then they and then he has um a couple of uh, ladies on there that are Italian chefs. I think he used to. Yeah, he used to do that, and then he had. Uh, another um, chef on there that um, would call in by phone. Yeah, I forget that dude's name. Giuseppe. Giuseppe, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and Giuseppe is on the line. I, I just enjoyed that. It was really fun. And it was a, it was very casual. And he said, oh, uh, if anybody wants to come on the stage, just uh, just stay on the stage if you'd like. Or if you want to, uh, if you want to say something, raise your hand. Mm-hmm. I just thought, it, I thought, I just thought he was a, um, a very nice person. He asked me or invited me to come up on stage a few times, but mm-hmm. I was in the middle of stuff. Okay. But yeah, I've talked to him a few times on the app and in public rooms. So nothing weird. <laughs> I remember the one time when you were, you told him that you were making um, macaroni and cheese because you wanted to try it. <laughs> and then you said that you put rice in there and he's like, oh. It's oh. <laughs> a nice way of saying, oh. You don't know what you're doing, bro. <laughs> You told me that and I was laughing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
But no, no, um, seems really cool, really, really super intelligent about different um, foods. and mm -hmm. I enjoy his room. Yeah, I wish that they still had food rooms on Clubhouse. I guess food is a religion, is still doing stuff, but they're the only ones who are remaining as far as I can tell. Food is a religion? Yeah, they have rooms every so often. Oh, wow. Where they explore certain herbs or spices, or they'll make something. Huh. But there used to be, what was it, uh... Home fermenters, food and beverage, just other people who are cooking stuff. I guess the pizza club, they talk about different types of pizza. And sometimes Atelio's in those rooms, too. Oh, the pizza club. Yeah. There was the one room, remember, where these women were making, like, I don't know, was it like matzo balls? or? Yes, and I think that? Paul was in the audience. Yeah, it was really cool. Because they were actually in their kitchens making these... um these things and i forgot what they were called it was really interesting mm -hmm. i think you're right i think that was matzo balls yeah yes yes and, I, and I heard that matzo ball matzo is like a kind of a, a meal like mm. a what do you call it i don't know i don't know what it is like some kind of is it a grain or i don't know babe so i've never i never had it. matzo ball i don't think i've had it either yeah i know i haven't made it no yes but yeah well good well good r.i.p to the cool version of Clubhouse. The, who knows? It may it may come back. Hopefully. Right now it's just all conspiracy theorists. Oh, you mean like the, the, the coin thing and the... Bitcoin. Bitcoin there's also, you know, the... people talking about QAnon and how uh, there are zombies running the government or reptiles. Zombie? That's a little weird. Yeah, you'll hear a bunch of really out there stuff on Clubhouse these days. Yeah, that's, that's that sounds like very um, very anxious people. Or people who talk about the greatness of Elon Musk. What? Yeah, I don't think he's that great. I don't either. I I've never really been on board with him, but that's that we've talked about that yesterday. Yeah, I was on the fence, and then I researched more into him, and I'm like, no, he's not as cool as people say he is. He he wants to he wants to mix man with machine, and I can't get on board with that. Mm. That's a little too much for me. He would, if, if he had his way, he would have AI running the entire world, every aspect of the world as much as possible. And I don't like that idea. Interesting. Yeah. Well, good. Especially if he wants to link our brains together. Yeah, I don't see that happening. At, I don't at know least how not with this happen. Yeah, I don't know how that would happen, but the, it sounds very, very crazy to uh, me. Apparently, a lot of astronomers are mad at Elon Musk. Why is that? Because he's trying to launch some satellite company to deliver internet service to people. And as a result, he's sending all of these small satellites into the sky. Really? And it's really hard for astronomers to look at stars now. Really? Yeah, that's what I've heard. I don't know. That could just it's be... It's blocking the view of the stars? An internet rumor, but yeah. That's odd. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I mean, how big are these satellites? They're small, but there's thousands of them. Oh, that are up in our lower atmosphere. Oh, that's interesting. You know the crazy thing, babes? What's that? Is, according to Neil deGrasse Tyson, we have so much trash in our upper atmosphere because of space launches yeah. and satellites that one day we might not be able to launch um, a rocket into space just because there's too much stuff up there. Yeah, but, he, but space is so vast, though. No, but it's... It's not that it's out in space. It's in our upper atmosphere. So it's always moving around above our planet. Well, it, I mean. 
And so if we launch, we could potentially crash into some of this space trash and ruin our rockets. I don't know about that. It sounds really weird. I mean, eventually they have to come down, right? No, because they're the way it is with they're in our atmosphere, they're in that sweet spot to where gravity isn't pulling them down and they're not being uh, pulled up into space. Huh. And they're still trying to work on how to fix this. I, I don't know. I think it's kind of strange, but okay. I guess we'll see. Did we talk about the thing he said to Chuck Nice that I heard a couple of months ago that I found a little bit disturbing? Who? Chuck Nice. No, who did, who was talking to Chuck? Neil deGrasse yeah, Tyson? Yeah, because they did Star Talk together. They probably still do. Okay. The podcast. And uh, okay. Chuck Nice is a comedian, mm -hmm. and they were talking about space and going to the moon. Mm -hmm. And I forget what Neil said, but Chuck's response was, you mean to tell me that we don't have the technology to go to the moon today? And Neil was insistent. He's like, no, we do not have the technology to go back there. Well, how could, okay. I don't know how. I think. I don't know how that's, that's. What he was my... trying to say. Mm -hmm. And again, I heard this a while back and it's Rick's version of interpretation is we don't have enough people going into the space sciences who are intelligent enough to send a rocket from earth to the moon. And back in the day, in the late 60s, early 70s, yes, our technology wasn't as good, but we had a lot of specialists in those fields who could make things work. Well, okay, but what about those rovers that were being sent to Mars? But I think what Neil is saying is sending actual people. Sending actual people there. Yeah, we can't do that today. I don't know if I agree with him on that. I don't know. Well, I mean, he is a scientist. He's an know, astrophysicist. That so doesn't, I think he'd know better. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's correct on it. Because even you would say that he's had some theories and they're not even proven. Yeah, but I think that's with every scientist out there, I would assume. And he knows this stuff really, really well. So I disagree with him that we're going to have automated cars within the next 30 years. Yeah. Meaning, uh, yes, I know we have them now, but meaning to where you can really use them you're all over about the country. The, you're talking about um, the driverless cars, Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that that's going to be a thing in 30 years, like he said. I, I don't believe that either because not everyone is going to be willing to give up their gas car. Well, and again, I, we've talked about this ad nauseum. I think a lot of it has to do with state and local laws mm -hmm. that are going to prevent that from really being a thing to where you could drive from one end of the country to another without any issues legally. And that's, yeah, that's, I think, I think the death of automated vehicles will come in the form of laws, not, te yeah. not technical advancements. I would, I think I would agree with you on that one because not everyone's going to be on board. Yeah, but we'll see. I've been wrong before, so I could definitely. I, I don't see it. Being I really, correct. I really don't. And I really have an issue with being in a car that could, it's, it's one thing if you're driving from, one short you know one location to another location and it's not that far but anything could happen if you're driving around the the country and your car doesn't have a driver anything could go wrong you just don't know i would love it but i don't think it's happening i don't think so either. who knows though that's a theory he has that i i question but the science might be sound on it just not the legal requirements but he's a smart guy. I think he would know about the space thing. And it's really crazy when you look at it. 
Technology in almost every way is way cheaper and way easier than it was in the late 60s, with the exception of sending humans up in, into space. And that's the only thing that's gotten harder and more expensive. Hmm. It is a weird thing. I absolutely believe that we've gone to the moon. Yeah. So I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist. Let me let me rephrase that. I would put the odds that we went to that we actually went to the moon yeah. around 70%. Yeah. Right? But I get why there are conspiracy theorists out there who say that we never went. I don't understand. What do you mean? No, no, no. I mean, I don't understand why why people would think that just because there are still astronauts that are alive who actually been to the moon. But you got to look at a few different things. When they came back, there was some big ceremony where they gave a moon rock. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. To like the ambassador of some country. And it turned out that it was made out of plywood. Huh. There's, okay. I mean... Uh, the strongest thing I think is the thing that I just said, where everything else involving technology is so much cheaper and easier than it was in the late 60s, with the exception of sending people up into space. Like, it's interesting that that's the exception to the rule. That's harder and more expensive now than it was. I heard that they were there were um, there was something called Spaceship One. OK. Have you heard of Spaceship One? No, I don't think so. That was supposed to be the first commercial um space uh space vehicle i think mm. that were would be sending like two or three people up into space so i don't know they at least they were developing it mm -hmm. so i don't know how that's going but these things never or let me rephrase that as far as i know the commercial space stuff doesn't really go above lower earth orbit you're only up there for about 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, you don't really... I mean, listen, I would do it if I had the money. Mm -hmm. But you don't really go into space. As far as I know. Yeah, and the people that take those um, crazy parabolic flights, mm -hmm. they don't go like too far into space either. Um, but they do... If at all. If at all. But they do um, simulations where they are weightless for a time and then they go through all the parabolas. Parabolas? Parabolas. What's that? It's when they're changing, like, for example, let me let me give you an example because it's how, how it was explained to me on YouTube. Go ahead. Where um, when they take off for the first time, their body feels really heavy and they're still um, experiencing the gravity um, holding them to their seats, right? Yeah. And then when it comes to weightlessness, that's when... When when it when they become weightless, they go through a parabola, and um, I think the the planes do some kind of an arc, is what I was understanding, and um, they're at a degree of weightlessness, mm. and then the parabolas change, so they go through like several changes within the flights. First, they're they're um, they're being held to their seats. Mm -hmm. And then they're weightless for a time, and then they go back and they're held to their seats again. They're weightless for a time. And this is like, I don't know how long it is, but then when they're going, they're um, going back to Earth, they uh, do this like crazy free fall, which doesn't oh, yeah. sound fun to me. That seems like that could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, and you have to pretty much pay an arm and a leg to experience that. I'm, I'm not, I don't have any desire to do, to do that, but yeah. 
um, you have to you have to pay like a whole lot of money to go on those things. It's crazy that like Jeff Bezos basically tortures his workers and gets tax refunds, even though he's one of the richest guys ever, mm-hmm. and yet he's obsessed with leaving the planet. I know, I don't get it. And, and and him and his brother, I remember seeing a clip of him and his brother like in space for like 10 minutes or something Mm. i'm like big deal jeff bezos goes to space yeah he seems like a real jerk yeah i would i would say that i mean it was more of a big deal that william shatner was in was in space that was through jeff bezos's company by the way okay they gave him a free ride which i as a star trek fan i thought was cool i thought that was the only cool thing about it Mm -hmm. that that um uh, uh william shatner at an old age Got to actually be in space for about ten minutes. Yeah, I thought that was cool, and it, and it turned out really well. And but I when when Jeff Bezos and his brother went into space for that long, I'm like, oh, big deal. They can, you know, they can um they can do that because they have all the money, or where Jeff Bezos has all the money. He's getting married again. You know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, I read something that he was getting married again. Why would you get married again if you're Jeff Bezos? You think you would just want to be with women all the time and do your own thing. Although maybe he thinks it'll look good for him in upper society and he can still have his side chicks, but he just has somebody at home. Well, maybe he's not that kind of a guy, you know? Maybe not every rich guy wants a lot of women on their arm. They just want to be with one woman. I don't know. It's a preference. Do you think that he knows that he's a complete douchebag? Or does he have so Uh, many yes men around him that he thinks still sees himself rather as a man of the people? I think he does. Mm. I think he does. And I don't think... I mean, is it just my opinion? This is J-Wo's opinion. Yes. I think he does. And I don't think he cares. That he's a douchebag. He knows that he's a douchebag. For all intents and and purposes, yes, he he seems like a big jerk in so many ways. Why anybody would want to be an Amazon delivery person under Jeff Bezos um, is beyond me. I don't know. Um, it would probably different be different under um, an entirely different management, but Jeff Bezos wants to hold on to it, I guess. I really think he he knows that he is an elitist and he doesn't care. That's That's my opinion, and mm-hmm. I think it sounds like we share the same opinion. Maybe. I mean, he might still see himself as this great guy, but I don't see how you could. But but maybe he doesn't know. I mean, I could be wrong about it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he doesn't know. But how could he not know? Yeah. That's, what That's a good point. How actually. could he not know when people are killing themselves over their Amazon job? And he doesn't pay any taxes. Uh-huh. Yeah, he just seems like a horrible human being. Tax collector. Yes. He's a tax collector. <laughs> There's a lot of things that were said about tax collectors in the Bible, but What did they say? Uh, they were one of the uh, lowest of the lows, but... Oh, nice. They, they, were, they were just... They were not paying taxes. They were just collecting taxes. So how do we fund the government, then, if we go by the Bible? Because, yes, you could pay your no, taxes, no, but no, somebody no, has to collect does. them. No, well, I mean, it does talk about paying taxes. It, it does talk about, like, um, you know, obeying the laws of the land and, and, and paying your taxes, yes. Okay, but somebody has to collect those taxes. But but the tax collectors were not seen, were, were not, um, seen as very good people 
not that they wouldn't be able to be reformed or anything, but, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, as you know, briefly dated a tax collector like over 10 years ago. Oh my. Yeah. And she was a Christian. Oh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was like two dates, right? Uh, yeah, but we got pretty frisky during the first one. Oh, what? It's what? Tell that story, Buzz. We already know about it. I that. know, but you say, but, but then you were like, well, yeah, I can only two days, Buzz. Yeah, it wasn't like that was your girlfriend. Uh, yeah, I, that's why I said briefly, babes. I know. And what? Oh, you made me drop the thing. Okay, sorry. Two dates can mean, you know, we just went out for coffee twice, or two dates can mean, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Bubs, I already know the story. I know, but when you said two dates, it could be, be yeah, but I know what the, but I know what those two dates in, entailed. Bubs, okay, a little okay. too much. Bubs, yeah, you stopped it. Okay. Um, I don't know about the tax collecting thing, and Bubs. Well, give, I just want to, I just want to finish something first. Okay. I I don't know how to answer the tax collecting thing as far as you know, because people, uh, you're right, people do have to collect taxes, mm -hmm. but I don't uh, know how that works. To nice. tell you the truth. You know, babes. What? As you know, the fantasy is if I die and get to relive my life knowing then what I knew now. Mm -hmm. And if that happens and I see this girl mm -hmm. and she's like, Yeah, I can get you you're not a you're not a Christian. I almost said my J Lo impression. Hey, I kinda I, that was an intention. I just I just fall into it. I I, I could say if I get to relive this life, I'll be like, yeah, but you're a tax collector. Let me ask you something, Bubs. What's I don't up? know this woman, but do you think we would get along? I don't know. Okay. Honestly, I didn't really know her that well. <laughs> well, you knew some things about her. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it's not like we knew each other's deep, intimate secrets. We just had, you know, maybe 30 minutes, maybe even 20 minutes of fun and then a second date. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then she put the kibosh on it. She did. I have a feeling, and and I don't know this woman, like I said, I have a feeling we wouldn't. I don't know, babes. I mean, just because of what you told me. Yeah. I have a feeling that we might not. I guess I was around her three times, but we went out on two dates. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know that we would get along. It, sound, it it would sound to me like she would be one of those people that would like uh stick her nose in the air and <laughs> yeah a little bit too full of herself she she would stick her nose in the air and and look down on people that weren't like her but that's just that's just the impression i got when you told me about this she's person. like i'm a tax collector and i worship jesus <laughs> so figure that one out well, yeah, I just, I just have a feeling that I would, I wouldn't get along with her because it, it wouldn't, um, she wouldn't, from what you told me, it doesn't sound like she is, uh, open to, uh, learning about other people's backgrounds. I agree. But that's just me. Yeah. I, I don't particularly like those kinds of people. And for you. all we know, she's no longer with us. Maybe she got cancer. It's possible she developed alzheimer's early on or yeah. contracted hiv and passed away quickly so oh my goodness Both. who knows what's going on with 
Did you know the person that she used to be married to? No, I never met this person. Okay. You know what? This is a funny thing about being in the blind community, babes. Yeah. I've dated some women in this world. Not a lot, but a few. Yeah. And people always say, how do you feel about them being with so-and-so now? Or that they, after you, they they were with this person. And I think to myself, I never even met that person. <laughs> I have no feelings about who they're with after me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've only had a couple of instances where I knew the people. I knew the the women that my exes were with. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't too happy. Uh, like the one girl that I knew... Um, that ended up dating my ex after I broke it off, uh, in my own way. And I didn't necessarily, uh, I wasn't really friends with her. I kind of thought she was annoying. Um, and then the other, and then the other story I told you about where, um, my ex ended up dating somebody I knew mm. and we don't have to go through that because I've talked about it before. No. Yeah. My thought about it is this. If I've dated somebody in the past mm -hmm. and we've broken up, I don't want them to date one of my friends and flaunt it in my face. Uh -huh. But outside of that, it's really none of my business who they choose to see. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I just, to me, it's like, as long as I don't know who they are, I don't care. Exactly. But if they try to flaunt it in my face and like that one guy did when he called me and I don't know, wanted to wanted my blessing or whatever i don't know i i just thought well what it's almost like a slap in the face like right you, you didn't enjoy the time you had with me enough so now you're gonna flaunt this other relationship in my face i don't think that's ever happened to me though okay. but that's also too because when i'm done with somebody yeah. i i look at it like it's time to move on now i will tell you this yeah I was dating a girl. This was a few years before you. Yeah. This was after the tax collector and before the J-Lo, as I yeah. like to say. I think I know who you're talking about. And she kind of implied, like, she was convinced that she could get into a relationship with this geeky conservative guy who is a little bit younger than me if we broke up. Really? Yeah. But the whole thing was... Even if she would have gone out with him and I would have known about it and all that stuff, it's not like I was friends with this dude. And the relationship wasn't that deep. We were dating for like a few months. That was the one girl that's like super smart, right? In in the um into science and stuff. Yes, I wouldn't say she's super smart, but she's into science. But I really wouldn't have cared if they would have gotten <laughs> together. Now I don't know if they did. For all I know, they they're happily married, right? Yeah. But that's maybe the closest I've had to an ex flaunting a new relationship in my face. And even that is kind of like borderline, not really a thing, just more like talk. I, I don't like, okay, so there was one instance that I don't know if I talked about here where I did run into my ex. I didn't know the woman. One of the, one of my friends that knew the both of us didn't really want to tell me because she didn't know how I was going to react. Mm -hmm. Well, it was odd seeing him with another woman, even though it it was a stranger. I think it's worse if it's someone that I know. But knowing that we had history and yeah. that he's now dating somebody else, which I kind of figured he was going to be up to his old tricks again, I thought 
ooh, I feel really weird about this. And then I also thought, well, I hope she can handle him because he is a he, he's he's quite a handful. Mm. Better better her take care of that than me go through that again. Nice. But I didn't feel very good, but it didn't take too long for me to get over it and like yeah, there is a reason why we broke up for the last time and I never want to see him again. So uh, Yeah, exactly. The other thing too with people, it's like if they move on from you, it's like things didn't work out for a reason. Exactly. So maybe you should count your blessings that you're not stuck with that person. Yeah, and if this person is just out to um, you know, go out with you just to make someone jealous and you decide not to do it, count your blessings that um you're not being used by this person. I've never had an ex flaunt it in my face that they were seeing somebody else. But I also don't think I've ever been in the situation to where I've randomly ran into an ex when they were with their new man. So the same ex that I ran into that had another girlfriend, mm -hmm. he um he was having the time of his life when I was miserable trying to think of how I was going to go on and, you know, who would want to go out with me. I was just having a horrible time with it the first time we broke up. It was a good year and he was just having the time of his life and... He's like, don't you think it's hard for me too? I'm like, no, you're having a great time. Now, I'm miserable. I will say this. I once had dinner with somebody who we had the same ex. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he went out with her after me or before me. Oh, wow. I actually think it was before me. And he was a really cool guy. I think he told me that. Yeah. like, And I thought, how is that possible? Were you? Were you? Did you feel awkward about it? I felt awkward for like a minute and then I'm thinking, oh, but he's a good conversationalist. And if she left him for me, then it might have been kind of a downgrade. <laughs> and if she left me for him, then she's moving up in the world. Like I, I, I felt like, oh, this guy's super cool. I could if if we didn't have that connection, I could easily see me and this dude becoming friends. You had uh, so you so she wasn't there. No, she wasn't there. Okay. But people who knew both of us invited us out to dinner. And maybe not even thinking about the situation. Actually, we went out to a bar. This is how long ago this is because I don't and, go to bars And when anymore. did you break up with this girl? We broke up maybe a year or two before this. And oh, wow. I what, actually... No, what it, year was it? I don't want to give too many details. Okay, okay, okay. Um, it was before the tax collector. Let's put it... Oh, that's how long ago this oh, was. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. This okay. was a couple of years before the tax collector. So so you actually met her her current guy or her ex-boyfriend? That's the thing. I think that she went out with him before she went out with me. But by the time we went out to the dinner, we were... I wasn't dating her and neither was he. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. But he was super cool. Like, we talked about music. We talked yeah. about things just in general and laughed. We barely talked about her for, like, when I say less than a minute, that's obviously, that's actually the, the extent of it. But, but So we weren't, like, comparing notes or anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, this dude was cool, though. But would it have been different if you, if, if he was actually still dating her? Would it be kind of, would it be more awkward? Because I think it would be for me. Absolutely. But again, we didn't discuss it a lot to get the timeline. So I'm not sure who dated her first. I think he actually dated her. And then I yeah. came into the picture. Yeah. So, um, so again, um, I've had um, two people flaunt their relationships in my face. And wow. that's just not fun. It's not fun 
because um, me being someone who tries to put their all in relationships as much as possible, it really was a slap in the face both times. I'm glad that's never happened to me. Babe. Both times, it's just it's just not fun to be the one that has to has to be at the the very tail end of it. Mm. It's not fun at all. Uh oh, it it hurts. <laughs> it really really hurts. <laughs> I mean, but then I realized, well, wait a minute. Uh, let me just uh count my blessings that I'm not with these people anymore because there's a reason why. If once we break up, and I get together with Gertrude officially. <laughs> I will make sure I don't flaunt it in your face. Who's Gertrude? She's who I'm cheating on you with. And eventually her and I are going to get together. And I just think it's fair that you know that. Well, Bubs. Yes. If we get married in, in the end and we, we end up marrying each other, is she going to be like the one after I die or something? Yes. I told you this before, babes. After our relationship ends... Whether that's through a breakup or you passing away, God forbid, <laughs> I'm going to get with Gertrude. And after Gertrude's death, the last relationship of my life is going to be with Agnes. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Thank you. <laughs> I haven't even picked the, the men's names that I would be with after <laughs> you. <laughs> Maybe Maverick and... Uh, um... Well, babes... <laughs> I'm assuming that I've been such a positive impact on your life that after we're no longer together, you're just going to spend the rest of your days crying. Oh, Because no. you knew that you lost the bald god. Oh, my goodness. Maybe I'll date another Steve or... <laughs> Maybe I'll date a John or a... I don't know. A... a uh, Maybe you'll date somebody named Nick because it rhymes with Rick. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I don't, I've, I've never been interested in any Nicks as far as I know. Nice. Not yet. There we go. The J-Lo Nick. Um, no, maybe I'll date a Johnny. I don't know, babes. I had a crush on someone named Johnny. Oh. Um, but he probably wouldn't listen to this and I don't know what's going on. Nice. Um. It could be any Johnny, by the way. Nice, nice. But it was this particular one that I won't go into. Oh, <laughs> I don't really want to talk about my former crushes. That's that okay, babes. Never, uh, never amounted to anything. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Good stuff. Enough of that. Yeah, enough of that. Yeah. I was a little bit confused, babes. About what? After you go to bed last night, I had some stomach acid, which really sucks. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't hear me coughing. I, no, I I, I, um, I could have gotten you something. I'm sorry. I didn't even... I, I thought I heard the door open, but... Or yeah. The, or, the, or you walking out... The, you did hear me walking outside, because I was really tired. I fell asleep, and maybe five minutes later, I woke up because of the acid, oh. and... I know that that one sentence could mean a good thing, but not in this case. Okay. There, I had acid last night, but not the good kind. Okay. Well, do you need any? Do you, I have like another bottle of? Uh, oh yeah. Thomas said that I could give you. Oh, thank you, babes. Yeah, because you're almost out. Yeah. But. Yeah. Why don't I give you that bottle? I have an extra bottle I haven't opened yet. Nice. Okay. When I was up from the acid, and again, not the kind from the sixties. 
No, stomach acid. But um, boom. Oh. I found this YouTube video, and it's like all of the songs that Dr. Dre and Eminem worked on together. Really? Because before bed last night, I was kind of humming the melody to Bitch Please Part 2 with Eminem, Nate Dogg, Exhibit, Snoop, and Dre from the Marshall Mathers LP. You remember that? I was like, duh, duh, yeah, yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard you, I heard you humming it or singing it rather. So, here's where things get a little bit tricky. I love early Eminem, but after the first Obi Trice album, Cheers, mm -hmm. I still listen to his his stuff, but not nearly as intensely. By the way, that's an underrated album. Okay. Okay. And in 2008 or 9, he put out a song called You Made Me. Mm -hmm. At the very beginning, he says something to the effect of Jessica Simpson sing. Mm -hmm. That's the one where it goes, when you walk through the door, you're playing the sea. And I don't know Jessica Simpson's music. Mm -hmm. so I, I do a little bit. I was wondering, is that actually her singing? That's kind of weird. Yeah. But apparently it's not. And you said that something went wrong and she couldn't sing on the, the record. That's what I read on the internets this morning, as mm -hmm. George W. Bush would call it, the internets. Okay. Yes. So I don't know if they were going to do the track together or not, but it's a pretty good chorus. I think it's better than the actual verses that he oh, does. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But four hours of M and Dre together. Okay. What do you think about that? Uh, that's something I would listen to, but okay. Uh, whatever floats your boat, I guess. <laughs> whatever, uh, relaxes you. Yeah. I don't know. That's Some nice, easy listening. <laughs> Babes. Yeah. Last night. Yeah. When we were kind of in the process of making dinner. Yep. You put on some music. What was it? So I wanted to listen to The Planets That's by right. Gustav Holst uh, because we're going to go and listen to The Planets next week. Uh, uh, put on by the Oregon Symphony. I'm really excited about it. And um, I'm familiar with a couple of the movements. And so it's seven movements. And you've got, you've got Mars. That's the first one. Venus, Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. And they're all based on the planets and their characters in uh, mythology. I thought it was kind of cool. But it wasn't playing the whole piece. So I decided to switch it to Diana Ross for nice. a while. And and then we were, uh, you went on Sirius and we were listening to some Tina Turner stuff. Because you said, I want to go if I'm a king or coin or king right now. Yeah, and I thought that maybe they did. And Sirius and XM merged several years ago, so it's now Sirius XM. Yeah. We went on and they did. So we listened to that for the rest of our time. Uh, it was good. Dinner. Yeah, it was. It was good music. There was some old stuff. There was some modern stuff in the 80s. There was some old stuff with the um, Ike and Tina Turner review. Mm -hmm. Um, Good stuff. I Googled her, mm -hmm. and according to the Wikipedia page... The last album that Tina Turner released of new material was in 1999. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it's been a minute. Is it the one with Wildest Dreams? 
I don't know about that. But she's done other things since then, collaborating with certain artists. But as far as a full-length album, that was the last one mm. of original material. Yeah. Or what I believe was original. Maybe it was all covers for all I know. Oh, wow. Yeah. But yes, she has a great voice. She does. It's very unique. Mm-hmm. She is very, it is very unique. I don't think she's, or she ever made songs with any rappers, though. No, I don't think so. But I, but I do believe that um, Missy Elliott uh, sampled "I yes. Can't Stand the Rain" on her first her, album. Yep. Me, I'm super fly, super, super duper, duper fly. fly. That's a pretty good album. That's a great song. Yeah. Me, 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 and Timothy. Me, 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 and Timothy. Yes. Yeah. I remember, babes. It was ninety. Eight or early 99, my sister bought that album. This was before the release of Missy's second LP. And we were smoking the weed listening to the first one. And it was just a, a really cool Saturday afternoon. I like that one part of the song where she's like, beep, beep, who got the, the keys, keys to the Jeep? Vroom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she had some really interesting things that she put in her song. Yes. Great to listen to high if this was the 1990s. Of course. Yes. <laughs> mom, don't listen to that. Oh, that was the 90s, babes. I know. Your mom smoked weed. Well, I think she did that once, but she didn't like it. Oh. But she probably didn't finish it. Interesting. She didn't like it. Yes. But enough of that. Um, good music. Yep. Our, our, um, so we made uh, barbecue chicken sandwiches with bacon and pineapple. Pieces of pineapple. It was really good. I am happy with the way it turned out. The only reason I didn't take a picture and post it online was because I was afraid that the barbecue chicken combined with the pineapple was going to mess up the bread if we didn't eat it soon. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, but actually feeling how it handled through the eating process, yeah. if we make it again, I will take some pics. Oh, no, we're making it again. But oh, good. No, no, no. That, tomorrow? That, I, not tomorrow. Okay, good. I didn't know that... Um, I didn't realize that my oven had a broiler setting on mm -hmm. it, and it really just uh. cooked that chicken to perfection. It was a longer cooking time because it because first it was in there for like 50, thirty minutes, right? Yep. Then fifteen minutes, then ten minutes. I think it was right. Am I getting that right? Close, pretty much. And the last ten minutes. Well, the last 10 minute cycle, we cooked it for seven and then I mm -hmm. put on the broiler for like the last three. Uh -huh. And you knew of the lady who I got the recipe from her YouTube channel. What is her name? Um, Tess? I think, I believe it's called Tess Cooks for You. Yes. She's really good, but something about her voice just makes me laugh. Yeah, I'm in a hurry. I'm in a hurry. Let's and, see if this comes out well. Yeah, and she had a um, she had a um recipe for strawberry shortcake that I found because I was looking up some strawberry shortcake recipes for fun because mm. I like strawberry shortcake, but um, and she I think she either used a biscuit for it, the base of the strawberry shortcake, or an actual um cake. Nice. I'm not sure, but I. Yeah, she just have a funny way of saying, I'm in a hurry, so I got to get this done. We went to KFC last night. So I'm going to use the biscuits for this cake. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, it's better to make the biscuits. Nice. But, you know. Nice. Or or an angel food cake. 
Oh, cool. Or a yellow cake, whichever one. I do like her stuff. I've only watched a couple of videos that she's done, but. Which ones did you, what else did you watch? She did one for Colonel Sanders chicken. Ah, fried chicken. Yes, in the air fryer. Nice. Yeah. Is that the one where you got that chicken recipe? Mm-hmm. Cool. Did I ever make that for you? No, I've been, uh, you know, I'm still waiting to try that. I'm thinking that's going to turn out good. Uh-oh. Did you uh, put it in uh, buttermilk when you... Yeah, you put it in there for like eight hours. Mm -hmm. So like the night before. And then you put the mixture together. Then you place it in the air fryer. Uh-huh. Yes. Very good. It was good, babes. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm very... Um, I'm I am anticipating the time that you make that for me because I am um, I suggested it to you before I came to your your house at one time, but we ended up having um something else. Oh, you know what I saw a recipe for? What's that? Adam Ragosia did um ice cream recipe. Well, he did the ice cream recipe, but this week he did like a barbecued brisket. Ooh! But without having to use a grill outside. Oh. I love brisket. Yeah. Oh, so the only thing is the cooking process is about 13 hours. 13 hours? Because you do it low and slow. Oh, my. Yeah. So if we made well, it here, yeah. we'd want to start early in the morning, maybe on Saturday. Wow. Get up, put it in at maybe 6 and plan on having a dinner around 7. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But that's possible, babes. It is. We need to make pasta salads sometime soon. Why is that? Well, because I know that you loved it when we've done it before. It is good. Yeah. I, I, I love your pasta salad. I love I love pasta salad in general. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, good. Well, good. And pretty soon you'll have my food processor, hopefully. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but I liked dinner last night. It was delicious. We had fun listening to Tina Turner. Mm -hmm. Rest in power, Tina. Yes, R.I.P. The thing I would have done with the channels, babes, mm -hmm. and they barely touched on this, but at one point they had a recording of Ashanti saying what she liked about Tina Turner. Yeah. I would have had more of that stuff from different artists and also played interviews from music historians talking about why Tina Turner was so important. And... Maybe played clips from old Tina Turner interviews on the channel. Yeah, I would too. Um, now we only listened to it for maybe about how long was it? Like thirty minutes? No, it was longer than that. It was longer a, than that. An a hour? couple hours because we put it on. I think before we put the chicken in the oven for the first time. Yeah, and uh -huh. we were listening in it, listening to it through you finishing cleaning up. That's true. Okay, yeah. so maybe it was a couple of hours, and we and we ate while we were listening to it. So, mm -hmm. I think you're right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I would have put a lot of um, historians on there, and so this is why she was so important, and yeah. this is why she'll be in the history books. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But they also put the together the channel relatively quickly, yeah. and you know all that stuff. Yeah, I still can't believe it. It was just a couple of days ago she died. Yeah, but you made it to eighty three. She did make it to 83. It wasn't like she died at 8 or 3. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't have been famous someday. She wouldn't have been famous, no. Unless she was murdered brutally and then maybe. Yeah. Yes. Maybe. Maybe. That's the only time. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah, her real name was Anna Mae Buller. 
Yes. Yeah. Rest in peace, anime. That's right. Or rest in power, as the kids say. Okay. Well, the kids? No, you say that. I say that, but a lot of people will say that now. Okay. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So, in the early 90s, when I was still talking to my dad, mm -hmm. we are living with my aunt and uncle and their two kids, who are grown now, but they were really little back then. Okay. And because my dad didn't believe in paying rent, so we oh. moved around a lot, right? Yeah. Okay. And he says, let's go to the movie tonight, blah, blah, blah. We go and see the Steve Martin film, Father of the Ride. I enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah. Martin Short's really funny in it. Obviously, Steve Martin is great. Who is the guy that plays that, that German guy? Was that Martin Short? Who plays Frank? Yeah, Frank. Yeah, that's Martin Short. Oh, it was. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was him. Yep. They've done like a bunch of films together. Yeah, I like Frank. <laughs> yeah. And they have a comedy special on Netflix. They also have that new show with Selena Gomez that's supposed to be pretty good. Oh, wow. Only Murderers in the Building. That's a yeah. Hulu original. Yeah. I've heard really good stuff about that. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I mean, I you know, I'm a, I'm a stan when it comes to Steve Martin. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's great. He's, he's great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we watch the movie, really enjoyable, and then eventually I get a copy of it on home video, watch it a bunch of times. Then they come out with a sequel, which honestly, I'm like, nah. It was just the weirdest thing. Like, I, I, I mean. I never saw it, but just I, the previews, I'm like, this looks stupid. I did see it, and um, I mean, there were some funny things about it, because Steve Martin is just hilarious, but, but. What didn't make sense to me, and I think you would agree with me when I say this, is that um, Kimberly Williams' character Annie gets pregnant with her son George around the same time that Nina gets pregnant with the, the youngest daughter. You got to remember, in the 90s, there was this trend in media of getting older women pregnant for whatever reason. It was really mm -hmm. bizarre. It was, uh, it was very strange. But it's yeah. like, okay, you've got a, a girl that's like 20 something then you've got um her brother matt played by uh kieran culkin who's much younger than her oh i didn't know that was him that was him oh interesting okay uh-huh who's much younger than kimberly williams I i'm guessing she was in her 20s and then you got the baby yeah the baby girl and the baby boy but you know around the same time why diane keaton gave birth to a daughter and not a son in the second one no why so they could do father of the bride three yeah. That's my theory. Okay. <laughs> Not that but, it really matters. I mean. But, yeah, I yeah. mean, I like the the first one, and, and we decided to see the original because I've never seen it with um, Spencer Tracy and uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. It was, I, I liked it. I, I liked I, it, I really too. I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I think in retrospect, I, maybe that's the wrong terminology, I like the Steve Martin one a little bit more, hmm. but it's close. The yeah. original has a lot to recommend to it. I I like the Steve Martin more um the Steve Martin movie more as well just because we grew up watching it. Yeah. And he just did a a good job with that movie. And there are some subtle differences like in the newer one Steve Martin I believe owns a shoe store. Yes, I think that's correct. And the Spencer Tracy one, he's a lawyer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Groom's parents in both movies are rich, yep. but in the Steve Martin version, they're super well off. Uh huh. 
They have a wedding planner in the Spencer Tracy version, yep. but he's nowhere near as flamboyant as Martin Short was. Frank. Frank. Yeah. <laughs> what was his assistant's name? I can't remember. It's been a while since I watched that movie. <laughs> okay. I think I know the answer to this question, but I have to ask it anyway. Okay. Father of the Bride 2. Yeah. Did they crowbar Frank into the sequel? Yes. Because I think he was helping them with um, when when Nina and Annie were pregnant. Yeah, see, we don't need to watch <laughs> Frog was still funny, but he was funnier in the um, the first one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frog. <laughs> oh, we're having trouble with these pregnancies. Let's go to that wedding plan. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to be a part of it since they were so close in the first one. Nice. <laughs> If I remember correctly. <laughs> I wonder what Steve Martin felt like making this movie. Was it one of those things to where he thought it was going to be better than it was? Or maybe he knew that a person on the cast was having financial difficulties, so he did it as a favor. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, we're getting off the beaten path from the Spencer Tracy one. Yes. He... he there's a great scene near the beginning of the movie where they, in this one, they had two sons. Yep. And they both go out for the night. Him and the wife are eating with Elizabeth Taylor. She yep. brings up Buckley. Yeah. Buckley and, Dunstan. Yeah. Yeah. And Spencer Tracy is thinking of all the guys Buckley could be. He's like, he couldn't be the the, the neighbor or the da 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 da. I can't, she wouldn't do that to me. Or the peace neck. <laughs> or the peace neck. <laughs> I mean, she wouldn't do that to me. And, it's like, and it couldn't have been Buckley, and it just happened to be Buckley, which has a weird name. Yeah. The, the guy had a weird name. He's like, what kind of a name is Buckley? <laughs> There's also a scene where Spencer Tracy wants to talk to Buckley man-to-man. Yeah. They go into the study, and Spencer spends a half hour explaining his financial I, life. I told him more stuff than I... <laughs> that was a cool scene. What about the one scene where Elizabeth Taylor is crying because she think she's thinking she's gonna be going to a fish shack for her honeymoon? Yeah, it's like it was. It wasn't as if there was a girl involved. She's like, well, it would have been. It probably would have been better if a girl, if it was a girl, but it isn't a girl. <laughs> and this is the trouble with seeing a remake first, even a really good one. Yeah. When I'm watching it, I'm thinking, how does this relate back to the Steve Martin one? I know. And of course. That scene is indicative of the part of the movie where they see that uh, the daughter got a cappuccino machine. Uh -huh. She comes home and says that the marriage is over. Yeah. And I forget the excuse. but I one, forgot that too. Yeah. One of the things he says is, and he said, you know, when you went over to the parents' house, this horrible thing happened. Yeah. And Steve Martin basically says that that's true. Yeah. I thought that the Elizabeth Taylor character was going to bring up to Spencer Tracy in that scene. You know, Buckley said that when you were over at his parents' house, you got drunk, and all you would do is talk about me. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad that didn't happen, though. Yeah, but she was upset because she thought that she was going to go fishing on her honeymoon. Yeah. Which I thought was a ridiculous thing, but <laughs> it was like, well, it wasn't as if a girl was, in, a girl was involved in this. She's like, well, it would have been, would have been better if that was, if that was it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I have to go fishing. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like she's like I am so sorry he's like no 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 no, I'm sorry <laughs> huh. 
But I thought it was funny when the when both parents got drunk. Yeah. They were visiting each other and and both of them got pretty both sets of parents got pretty wasted. Yeah. There are a couple things about this movie that I liked more than the Steve Martin version. Yeah. I like this stuff with the parents in this one. Yeah. I know it's funny with the dogs in, in the Steve Martin remake and yeah. he's trying to remember the word yeah. to call them off and then finally he's like, release. But if, <laughs> this felt more realistic though. Yeah. I also like how she knew the boyfriend, I guess her fiance at the beginning of the movie because yeah. in the Steve Martin one, I think she goes to like Europe for the summer. Yeah. And comes, or it's like and Rome. Then, and then they didn't, they didn't even know about the guy. And she says, I'm getting married. Yeah. It, it yeah. was better in, in the original where he's like going through his head of who it could be. Yeah. I like that one too. Yeah. Yeah. This movie is really good. I like the, um, I did like the wife, um, the, the lady who played the wife of, um, Spencer Tracy, Ellie. I liked her too. Was, yeah. She was like, Stanley, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a funny scene near the beginning of the movie where he basically states all of his concerns about Buckley yeah. and then immediately falls asleep and the wife is awake and now she's worried about everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I couldn't sleep. I was just thinking about Kay. <laughs> I was so upset about Kay. I think you should talk to her. No, 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 no. Everything will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> I was like, how is he going to support himself? Like, he, he doesn't have to, he, you don't have to support him. <laughs> He's going to be just fine. <laughs> Buckley says it's it's perfectly okay for people to get married young. Yeah. <laughs> 19? It's like, uh. well, Buckley says it's okay to be married by 19. <laughs> good movie there, Little J. Yeah, she was good in that movie too, Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Oh, I got a question. For you about the sequel to the Steve Martin Father of the Bride movie. And, and and keep in mind, I only watched it like once, I think. Yeah, yeah. But you that's one more time than I've watched it. Okay. Um, Now, in the first one, Steve Martin doesn't like the the guy who's going to marry his daughter. Yep. In the second movie, do they get along more or is he still um, upset with this dude? I think... I don't remember. I would have to see it again because it's been like so many years since I've seen it. Oh. I think he's tolerating him. Nice. But I don't know if I'm, like I said, I haven't seen it in a while. So there's a lot of things that I don't remember. Nice. Because I like the original one better. Well, I'm sure Father of the Bride 3 that is like a year away. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't know that Steve Martin would want to do that. But but he was he was great in that movie. Yeah, he is. He's I I don't I think, think I've funny. seen a bad performance ever from Steve Martin. No, he wasn't he wasn't bad in um Parenthood. Nope. He was really funny in The Jerk. I mean, there's some parts of The Jerk I didn't like, but oh. he was funny in The Jerk. He was funny in Three Amigos. Um House Sitter is House great. House Sitter was great. I love you, Gwen. Well, actually, it's Jessica. <laughs> um, what was the other one that we saw? Um, Bowfinger. Did we see Bowfinger? Yes. Yes, we did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was great. <laughs> the Lonely Guy. The Lonely Guy. He's good in Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, even though the movie itself is mixed. I didn't I didn't watch that with you. Yeah. Um, uh, there was another one that he was in where he was... Um, Roxanne? 
Yeah, Roxanne was good. I wasn't thinking about Roxanne. It was oh. a different one. Oh, oh. He was great in Roxanne. Yeah. Yeah. He played the guy with the long nose. Little Shop of Horrors. He's pretty good in. Yes, that's right. He is in it. He's, he's a dentist. Mm -hmm. I'll be your dentist. I wouldn't want him as a dentist. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good actor. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did I tell you that my friends were in a musical production of Little Shop of Horrors? I think you did. At the blind school? I wasn't interested, but um, there were three girls that were playing Audrey. Nice. Yep. Why three? Because um, each of them auditioned and they decided that one was going to be Audrey the first night. I think they were doing it for uh, three nights in a row, I think. Oh, wow. Or three weeks in a row, I think it was. One one person was Audrey and another friend of mine was Audrey and but um I wasn't interested because I was I think it was around the time that I was deciding on what to do about going to Hawaii or staying back and recording a CD. Oh that one, okay. Uh-huh. Nice. Yes. But Father of the Bride original, pretty good. Yes. Not the best movie. Not the best Spencer Tracy film, but I'd give it a solid seven. Uh, yeah, I would too. Mm -hmm. yes. Would you recommend this film to your family? Of course I would, yes. yes. Yeah, they do. I think my mom does like um, Elizabeth Taylor's um, acting. Nice. Yeah. Now let's move on to a movie that gets a solid four for me. Oh, it's so bad. It doesn't even get a five. <laughs> it's, it could be a three for me. It could be a three. Oh. I was so disappointed in this thing. It was, I don't even think, and let's be fair, I don't even think we should even call it a documentary. Yeah, it's called The Eyes of Orson Welles. More like The Eyes of the Irishman. And I was very <laughs> excited because, obviously, I love Citizen Kane. Great movie. Yeah. And when we started, like, a couple minutes in, I'm thinking to myself, oh, no, this might have been a really bad choice. Mm -hmm. This guy who, I guess, is directing it has a thick Irish action, and he starts talking about the landscape, Orson, and Orson, you did this. And you were never here, Orson, but I'm sure you've uh, seen this place in photos. It looks different now that you're dead, Orson, and you've been gone for so long. And, and he's talking about his paintings. Yeah, and it might have been interesting if the documentary <clears throat> was about Orson Welles' paintings. But it's really a guy who talked to one of Welles' daughters briefly and just spends the rest of the movie talking to and, Orson Welles. Yeah, and then... <coughs> His daughter showed him pictures and things that he had. And I'm like, well, that's great. But what was he like outside of the home? What was he like, you know, at lunch or dinner? Mm -hmm. What was it like working with him on a set? He didn't interview any historians. Nope. He only interviewed his daughter. Like, there were only clips of him interviewing his daughter. Maybe two or three clips. Yeah. And, and he, I think there were times where he was drawing something. Like 10 minutes in... I look at you and I say, uh, do we want to finish this? Because I realize there's another hour and a half. But you said, hey, why don't we just make fun of this movie? And then it got a lot more enjoyable to me. It got more bearable because we are making fun of the guy with the Irish accent. Look, Orson, let's talk about your love life. Let's talk about your mother. Did you know that she was into this Orson? And did you know about that? And I'm sure you were aware of this. I'm like, I think he knows. And he's dead. He's dead. He's not going to watch your documentary on him. Yeah. And, you know, and 
I was just like, okay, why is this called the eyes of Orson Welles? Because you're not really, I mean, you're focusing on the painting. But you're not really. But you're not really. Yeah, if you were, you would have an art historian talking about it or a couple of them. You it was know. just so bad. It wasn't like, you know, like a Donna Summer or Tina Turner documentary where you had all the makings of a good documentary. Mm-hmm. And I even told you that this really isn't a documentary. It felt more like a couple of people decided to put together a performance piece on YouTube. A B, a B documentary. Yeah. that's It wasn't even a documentary. It, it's not. And it's, at one point, he yeah. has somebody... Pretending, pretending to, be, to be Orson Welles, writing him these letters back near the end of the And film. it's so bad. Like, it doesn't even sound like Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. It was it was just really bad. And, like, this is this is just, this is good com- um, comic material. Yeah. But it's so bad. It's like, watch this with Fat City and the Man from Earth if you have a couple <laughs> friends over and you want to make fun of what you're viewing. Now, Fat City is, a, is slightly funnier than this one. Yeah. But Fat City is a weird movie. Yes, it is. The Man from Earth is at the bottom. Absolutely. Of the barrel. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Man from Earth is hands down the worst movie we've ever watched together. Yep, I don't know if there's anything worse than The Man from Earth. Oh, I'm sure there is. But as far as things we've seen as a couple, we haven't reached that point yet. No. No, it's pretty bad. Yes. It's pretty bad. But... The eyes of Orson Welles made us think that maybe next weekend we should have an Orson Welles movie experience. I'm excited about that because we haven't watched enough Orson Welles stuff. We've only watched um, Citizen Kane, his Citizen Kane, and uh, The Chimes at Midnight, which is kind of confusing, but it was enjoyable. Yeah, it was enjoyable but weird. Yeah. But next weekend we're gonna do Touch of Evil, The Third Man, The Third Man, The Magnificent Ambersons, which was his follow up. To Citizen Kane. And we don't know the fourth movie yet. But okay. we're going to figure out something. The Magnificent Ambersons. Yes. Mm. Yes. So I'm excited. Is it Ambersons or Andersons? I think it's Ambersons. Okay. Just like George Amberton. Just like George Amberson. Yes. A.K.A. Jake Epping. Right. Uh, actually, let's see. Alexa, tell me about the movie The Magnificent Ambersons. Nice. Oh, it's supposed to be good then. Nice. Yeah, I think Wells directed it. Alexa, who directed The Magnificent Ambersons? Oh, wow. Nice. I, nice. Yeah, because they took the movie away from him. Oh, that's the one where he, he wasn't allowed to see his movie, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why is that? Because if I remember the story right, Citizen Kane came out when they were working on the Magnificent Ambersons, and everybody thought it was going to be this huge hit. And it's a listen, it's in retrospect, it is, but at the time it kind of flopped, and everybody hated it because William Randolph Hearst came out against it. Well, I mean, not everybody hated it, but publicly, the perception was that this was a really bad movie. Orson Welles, I think, left the country for some reason, and they took away his print of The Magnificent Ambersons. 
mm. and and reshot the ending. I think mm. so. It'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. But I've always wanted to watch that movie um, since seeing you know Citizen Kane in '98. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so that was our movie night last night, babes. It was. Yes. But please do not watch the eyes of our Orson Welles. We just cannot recommend it. No. It's so bad. It's really bad. And low budget. Yes. And uh, this this guy will only be known for a very bad documentary on Orson Welles. <laughs> and, you, and I bet you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Don't you, Orson? Orson, <laughs> what am I going to tell you? He doesn't. He probably doesn't even know Orson Welles. He just. No, he said that he was just a fan of his work. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, he was just a fan of his work. But it just sounded really weird that he would be talking to Orson Welles and he's dead. I'm surprised that this actually got some kind of release. I am too. I mean, don't they have to review it (laughs) to release it? Because it's just, it's really bad. Like, who thought that this was a good idea? Outside of this dude. They could have, they could have, um... They could have said this is, uh, instead of the eyes of Orson Welles, they should have named it the eyes of the Irish filmmaker or something. Yeah, or an Irish dude tries to talk to Orson Welles. Yeah. From beyond. My own conversation with Orson Welles. Yes. I don't know. That never really happened. That never happened. My one-sided conversation with Orson. Right. Yes. Yes. Well, who would want to watch that? I don't know, babes. But that's what we did there, little J-Wall. Little J-Wall. Yes, then we got ready for bed. We had some pie. Pie. Before that. Yep. We had some pie today. Yes, that was good. I was I was glad I got this pie. And too. It was good. I love you there, J-Lo pie. J-Lo pie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had some dreams last night, but it was one of those things to where they disappeared from my head as soon as I woke up. So I thought I had a dream earlier in the night, but I don't remember what it was, but I did have a dream and it was weird. I was on this elevator and I was going to the third floor, but the elevator had seats like a train Mm. and there was a conductor on it. So it, it went up and down like an elevator did, but you had to sit on a chair, which is kind of strange. And there were times where the elevator would, um, kind of move a little bit forward. Nice. And it was, it was odd. I have, I, I don't, I, I have weird, you know, riding dreams, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had a dream like that where you're riding something? I'm sure I must have, but nothing that comes to mind right now. There was one dream I had a long time ago that I was on a roller coaster of all things, because I don't like them, but the, the, um, n- there were no seats and we had to all sit on the floor. Wow. I know. I think you might've told me about that. Before. That was a weird dream. Yeah. Yeah. There is one roller coaster in Universal Studios called Riddler's Revenge, mm-hmm. and you have to stand up because you're standing up, um, and and um, the seat is like a bicycle seat. Oh wow! And you have to stand up. But I didn't go on it. I was uh, I was too much of a chicken to go on it. Cause I don't like roller coasters. Fair enough, there, little Jewel. Fair enough, there. Fair enough, there. Yes, yes, yes. So that was a weird elevator dream. Mm-hmm. Yes. By the way. Hmm. Tom Hanks visited my little town of Portland, Oregon. It's not a little town. Oh, it's, it's my a city. Little. Yeah, I live here too. Yeah, but you live here because I allow it. What? No, I'm just joking. Oh my goodness, I lived here. I lived here before you met me. Nice. Mm. <laughs> but he came to Portland apparently a few days ago. I saw this as a news story last night. 
Tom Hanks is really, really, really into typewriters. Mm -hmm. And he visited some typewriter store. And the dude said that he was really cool. I don't know. I just thought to bring that up. Wow. Yeah. That is so odd. Mm -hmm. That he's interested in old old typewriters. Like really old typewriters. Apparently, yeah. Mm. But that was interesting stuff there. Jay, whoa. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Uh... You know, I don't think so. I think we covered a lot, babes. We covered a lot in a short amount of time, which is good because we're going to get ready to have Dinden. Yes. We're going to have a uh, litter. <laughs> Late lunch, early dinner. Nice. Dinner. I'm excited. I'm nervous, but we're just going to go with the flow. And again, if it goes wrong, it was all on Alana. And if it goes right, <laughs> then it was a Rick and Alana collab. So um, I feel good about it. Oh my goodness. Well, remember that one time really quick. Remember that one time when you were putting a dinner together at the restaurant and you didn't know how it was going to turn out? Yeah. But we got there and everybody showed up. Yes, but that also wasn't a buffet situation. It was not a buffet situation. And I knew everybody who was there. How long did it take you to uh, to get this going? Oh, only a few days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One of my friends was visiting town. Yeah, and everybody showed up, and this was at the time when we were just starting a new relationship officially. Yes, yes, yes. And you were very happy that I was there. Yeah, Willie, happy. Yeah, Willie, happy. Yeah, for real. Yeah, you were you were in a very good mood. Thank you, babes. Yeah, you're welcome. Yes. But um, I really put, well, we both, actually, I put more effort into I put it. a lot of effort into this. And it's probably taken several years off of my life. What? This dinner, yeah. No. <laughs> no, I was the one who was coming up with the list. But it's all people you know. And it's people I know or, or are getting to know. I helped you select the restaurant. I was the one who said we should do Indian food. It was my idea. But I, do, I was doing most of it. Okay. <sighs> Again, you did enough to where if it fails, it's on the line. Ah! <laughs> and then you'll be like... But I wake planned you too. <laughs> oh. I love you, babes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, babes. Yes. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No. Okay. Maybe we should get a kiss and wrap it yes. in. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Mm. Bug. Right, kiss me no normally. No, no, no. Kiss me normally. Mm. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. Do people, people, are you sure people don't ask about, well, why do you guys kiss at the end of the show? No, they do wonder why you tickle me so often. Oh. And I say, Alana gets triggered. What can I say? No, it's just that it's fun and, uh, I don't know. Oh. It's just fun. <laughs> well, good, babes. Yes. All right, babes. Unless there's anything else you want to say, I say we end it. Uh, no, there's nothing I have to say. All right. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.